This is Meredith BMVH Van Harn joining you from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, and this show has everything. Minestrone, cream of mushroom, gazpacho, etc. <laughs> Soup. Why is it so good? Why do we love it so much? When I googled that question, I got a few insane search suggestions, including... <laughs> Is it okay to eat soup every day? <laughs> Obviously. But I also is. got some, some helpful answers from my former employer, Henry Ford Health System, who gave me five reasons to love soup, but they were all pretty boring and unfunny. Um, and while I agree with all their reasons, we have our own thoughts on the topic that we're going to share with you today and hopefully will be a little more entertaining than a hospital website. Uh, joining me to talk all things soup in Sticker Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne, does Diet Coke count as soup, Lundholm? <laughs> if we can't make a more interesting episode than a hospital website, <laughs> we are in <laughs> trouble, my friend. That's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> and in Salad Dressing Room Studios in West Roxbury, Massachusetts, it's Bobby actually skipping the side salad in favor of the soup du jour, Pape. That's right. It's the Brigham and Women's Comedy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, in middle-aged Momish Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary, appreciator of anything under a layer of melted cheese, yes. Butler. Yes. <clears throat> All I can think of when we were talking about soup is Best in Show. And she's like, we have so much in common. We both love soup. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby put preemptively in our Slack that Adam Driver in a diner taking a, a spoonful of soup and just angrily being like, Ugh, good soup. Yep. <laughs> I've never, I've not watched much of Girls, but for some reason, that clip, I always remember you. that clip. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a lot of Girls before I knew that she was the worst, and I thought he was... Also the worst, but yes, he's meant to be the worst. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Just yep. what you love is a television show full of people who are the worst. Gosh. So we want to watch it. <laughs> I know. Seinfeld what a sales did pitch. It. Just like I mean, this episode. I've heard I've heard that argument made about Mad Men. Like nobody on this show is redeemable. Yep. So why are we Joan. enjoying this? <laughs> and that's why I watched the first Joan. season of Mad Men and no more. <laughs> I mean, I like Peggy, but she's she's also got her issues. Yes, she that's does. That's why I watched the first ten seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And no more. <laughs> <laughs> no more. <laughs> Uh, well, today on the show, of course, we've got some small talk. We're going to read your responses uh, to two weeks ago's question of the week about your perfect Oof. advent calendar. I know. Uh, we've got some tissue recommends. And of course, we're going to let you know how you can get involved with the show. But first up is small talk. Hillary, what's going on? Are you on Craigslist again? <laughs> no, I just wanted to mention since last week, we just sort of like bopped right into the um, that cinematic masterpiece um, <laughs> New Ooh, Year's boy. Eve. Amazing. Um, we kind of like skipped a little catch up and I just wanted to lament Bobby and I were in the same general area. We were what? Probably yes. like 20 to 30 miles apart from each other. And we yep. just missed yep. each other. We just could not make it happen. And it was, it made me sad. So I just had the two t people were adjacent, but we couldn't make it happen. Oh, mis that's where misconnections mm -hmm. come yes. in. I don't, no, it, yes. it wasn't that I met some guy in like a Trader Joe's and he like winked <laughs> at me or whatever. I used to read those like hope, like when I was single, hoping like, is, is somebody going to, is somebody going to mention me? But 
alas, no. But I used to read them too because I just thought they were so interesting. I know. I know. Like, does anything ever happen from any of these? But I don't know. But yes, Bobby and well, I. Well, and also each other. How, how people can build fantasy worlds out of yes. the smallest interactions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I mean, I could definitely do it. I mean, like, I don't really do it, but you're like in your brain, not enough to. I don't know, put something in Craigslist. But man, Craigslist was, yeah, I used to. Well, I mean, I'll I'll never forget the time we reached for the last bag of Sesame Crunch Top Salad <laughs> Kit. Aww. And just shared and praised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did love those back in the day. Back when my job was like really boring and I could just, I was just at my computer and I was reading blogs in <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> Whatever happened to boring jobs? When I worked at the law firm all those years ago, I had a little alarm clock CD player at my desk and a lot of toys. And I would just, I don't know, I'd do like one hour of actual work. Yeah, it's great. And I'd just stick around the rest of the day. I miss that so much. I know. Oh my gosh. When Google Reader used to exist, I had so many blogs (laughs) on my RSS feed. (laughs) And of course, it was the best google app ever so they killed it of course um, but that was that used to be my routine at work i would work for 45 minutes and then I'd be like "Ugh, i need a break and so i would take 15 minutes and just scroll through <laughs> my reader and it was yep. usually just like recipe blogs but <laughs> that's yeah. my thing i miss when people were so um like unaware on, and just treated blogs like they were their diary and when you would find mm. one, somebody who I don't know like I don't know this person I just stumble upon their blog and they're talking about their whole dating history and how disastrous it is I'm like pop the popcorn Do let's go know this is public <laughs> I know god it pleased me so much anyway besides you know early aughts uh, mid aughts um, internet yes Bobby and I missed each other and I just wanted to remark on that it was sad and you know, Bobby had, was called to the bat signal to Rochester, um, and um, I was in the hinterlands of Massachusetts, so it didn't happen. Went way. Yeah, you know, you did pick the uh, the busiest week of the year. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And it was like I had a we had a car, but we really were kind of you know we're with family, and it's sort of hard to fully escape and. You know, by the end of the day, I was like, I got to retire back to my, um, my, uh, hotel. And what, what town was I in? Shoot. Hold on. I'm going to tell you. I can never, I don't know. Oh, I forget. Um, you were down Quincy way somewhere, but I don't remember. Yeah, but it wasn't Quincy. It was like some whatever town that was about 15. Quincy. I know. Quincy. That was about 15 minutes away. And this is, I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, this is the thing. I hope nobody from Dave's family is listening to this, but this is the thing that everybody would ask. We were staying at some like random uh, double tree. That was fine. It was the definition of like a fine hotel. Like it wasn't not fine. Like it was a fine hotel. It was like, it did the job. The room was fine. It worked. It had coffee. You mean fine TM. Yes, it was yeah, fine TM. It. And um, everybody that we encountered said, Oh, is that where the refugees are staying? And I was like, no, <laughs> what? it was such a, I, we got that question multiple times from multiple people, not just family from like random people. And I was like, I mean, I, cause I think I said, Oh, it's pretty full. Like it's, it was in Rockland, Massachusetts. Which yes. Is kind the, of, I just found it. The double yeah. tree in Rockland. Yeah. It was like, whatever. And I'm like, I, no, I don't, I don't think it's 
I don't think it's refugees. Even if it was, like, okay, fine. I mean, whatever. You got to keep your eye out for those refugees. You I know, know what yeah, they're right. up to. They'll yeah, steal your right. job. They're going to come up to you and take your badge. They're going to steal your job of having dinner with your in-laws. <laughs> Please go Please right over it. there. Outsource. I'll just throw this out there, too. And I don't mean this to be rude. Um, everyone deserves basic food and shelter and, and health care and good things. Um, but double tree is a double tree is a step or two up from the the types of properties that, that they they're would... generally putting the refugees yes, in. And so yeah. if somebody wonders if you're staying at a hotel where the refugees are and here's double tree, they don't know their hotels. Yeah. 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 Like there's, there's a there's a Best Western right near there and <coughs> Super Best Western's <laughs> Yeah, Best yeah, yeah, like Western's kind of a, eight is the place to go for that. Yeah. Best yeah. Westerns are kind of a wild card because some of them are nice and some of them aren't. It really depends. But like double trees Who's gonna be paying? Is it Greg fine. Abbott who's yeah, paying? Exactly. Like oh, he's God. gonna cheap yeah. out on it. Like, no, he barely paid for gas to get the buses there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, I don't wanna talk about this with you people. Like, get out yeah. of here. It's like when they try to bring right. up unions and I'm like, try living in a state where we have no, literally none. Um, right. Anyway, so that's fun. Um, but anyway, it was a nice trip. Um, but I was sad to miss Bobby. We'll we'll meet up at some point. I don't know, some random city somewhere in the future. I'm sure. We'll, we'll cross um, paths again, reaching for a box of strawberry yogurt. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but uh, almost more importantly than missing Bobby is that I have a penis watch. I'm sorry. What's more important than that? Penis watch. <laughs> penis watch. Oh, yeah. Right. Obviously. That's fair. So, yes, when Anne and I were uh, chit-chatting about, you know, the lack of penises in uh, movies. um, As one does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Um, So when I got back from um, Massachusetts, I has, you know, when you're just like, I just, I've been socializing too much. I need to like just be in my room and watching movies and just like holding up. Like, I just didn't really want to engage with anything. So (laughs) I. Every day for me. Yes, right. yes, my dream. I totally and, <laughs> So I was like, okay, what can I watch? So everybody had been talking about Saltburn. Now, this isn't like my official review. I, my review is that if you go into Saltburn, and I'll talk about this more in a future episode, but my review is basically like, if you go into it for vibes, great. That is exactly what you should do because do not derive any meaning from this because it's not as important as it thinks it is. But if you kind of go into it being like, this is silly and fun, then it's like, it's fine. Uh, There is a lot of penis in that movie like extended Ooh, penis wow. like an extended like when i say extended i and wait it, a minute yeah which way do you mean extended no not extended. well i mean it's not <laughs> long shots or long like it, i mean both kind hair? of but um it wasn't done in a i mean kind of like in no hard feelings with jennifer lawrence where her fully nude uh, thing is like in a comedic way this is kind of done in a more comedic way it's not necessarily like you see him like boning but um it is a extended scene of a penis and i mean it's i was like wow oh my it just keeps going on like it was like a good i don't know five minutes of of dancing with a penis wow <laughs> um anyway so that's my the new abc or- hit um competition <laughs> show dancing with a penis. Penis. Uh, um, just speak now i'm gonna interrupt to speak of yes. reality tv for a minute i don't think i brought this up a couple of weeks ago but because it tore through Sam's friend group, we ended up watching the first few episodes oh, yeah. of Naked Attraction. How was that? It's a lot. Because it's just so funny to hear someone just sort of 
saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> judging people based on their naked bodies. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. And it, it's very much like that. It's it's extremely non-sexual nudity. It's Yeah, sometimes it, when there's so much nudity, it's like becomes like non-sexual. Like, yeah, well, it's not even it wasn't I mean, it's it's obviously awkward like everybody's leaning into how awkward it is, but like it's not tantalizing at all. Like it's not it's it doesn't get you excited to watch at least it didn't for me. I don't know. And that's, you know, guys and ladies full fully naked and it's just like but their bodies have, have you seen it have any of you watched it i no, i, I did not know this was a thing oh yes so it's on max and um it's it's a dating show and the contestant comes out you know to to choose their date and they're choosing from i think six six or eight people and they're all in these like colored cubes with screens and they're completely naked and they start revealing themselves sections at a time so i think <laughs> Sounds it starts ridiculous with, starts with the lower front <laughs> and then the ass and then the chest and then you get the face but people are eliminated in each round i hate this so it much. is completely yeah it's completely like awful it's like this generation's um hot or not oh TV my god show. yeah right? and yeah. In the it's last, so in, gross and then the person choosing gets is naked at the end and then they when they meet they're naked and it's a, it's a whole Oof. thing but it, that's the whole show, and and of course it's um, the people that get to participate in it are the people who would be willing to take a throw on a show like this. So it's like a yeah. lot of people with weird tattoos and a lot of dancers, actors, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. artsy types, um, and and you get you know people just very politely trying to say, yeah, I eliminated them because they were fatter than I wanted them to oh, be. Oh God! Well, because you know you're literally just going on physical attraction. Well, yeah, right? nothing so, else to go yeah. on. Sure. Um, sucks. And and not everybody is straight, and so sometimes you get mixed crews uh, being compared, and yeah, hmm. there's a lot of discussion of grooming. Hmm. Wow. It's, hmm. I'm not calling it a T-Sheet Recommends, but it's certainly <laughs> so something what you're to... Watching. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's on max. Um, well... A lot of, lot of penis. And Well, another... Well, so, yeah, another penis. I inadvertently... You know, sometimes, I mean, as I am one to watch a lot of comfort movies... I was I'm like, I want to watch something that's not challenging to me. And it was the same day I watched Saltburn, which challenging is not the right word, but obviously I'd never seen it. So I was paying attention. I wanted something that I could like play Candy Crush and just have on in the background. So for whatever reason, I was like, all right, forget, forgetting Sarah Marshall. And I completely forgot. It's a lot of penis oh, yeah. in that too. Yep. <laughs> like two distinct penis scenes. Anyway, I think it was a day of that penis. That was a big deal when that came out because it's yeah. so rare. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. But also a very non-sexual penis and yeah. and deliberately yeah. designed to be to, that way. Too. Comedic, comedic penis. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is sort of funny when he's like crying. Well, he's like crying. <laughs> um, that movie is, you know, at some point we'll do Hawaii, Alaska, I guess. And I was like kind of, I don't know, auditioning oh, yeah. it. Um, oh, shit. Right. And I... My America only has 48 states. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The problem with that movie sort of now is I just, he's pretty funny in the movie, but I just loathe Russell Brand so much now. Oh, he sucks. He just sucks. And there's a lot of people, actually, Jason Segel is about the only one in that movie that you're like, well, I still kind of like him. But um, Jonah Hill's uh, on the outs. 
Kristen mm-hmm. Bell, I mean, she's fine, but then Mila Kunis had the whole Danny Masterson thing, which is kind of gross. And right, uh, so yeah, <laughs> Paul, Peter Siegel kind of comes out looking smelling like roses. But it's a funny movie, but it's very of its time. It's a very you know, Apitalian um, mm-hmm. <laughs> thing. I remember at the time I thought when I first saw it, it was actually the first movie I ever saw at an Alamo Draft House, and I remember thinking it was so funny. And now I'm like, it's. There are parts that are funny, but it's not as funny as it was in like 2008 or whenever it came out. Um, anyway, but I was pleased to have two penises in one day. Um, <laughs> Whoa. So. Oh, there's a sound clip coming <laughs> out. Someone's isolating that. It's at, uh, that's at 1757 for anyone who wants to. Oh, please, please do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Meredith, you want to take us into the mailbag? Yeah, let's look at our emails. Uh, um, uh, Julie sent us an email and said, hello, all. First, Meredith, I'm so sorry to hear about Gregory's injury, not to mention everything else you've had to deal with recently. I hope that he recovers quickly and well, and I hope that you are cutting yourself some slack in the doing everything department. My daughter spiral fractured her tibia when she was seven, her first time ice skating. We were lucky that she was small enough to lift and support. And even then, the logistics were a big challenge. Hugs to you both. Well, thank you, Julie. That was very sweet. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a challenge. Um, Julie also says, uh, last month, you all asked for an explanation of Philadelphia-style pizza. Some people may have a different idea of what Philly pizza is, but I was talking about the kind that is very similar to thin crust New York style pizza. The main difference is that the sauce is a tad sweeter and a lot herbier. It also tends to have a smidge less cheese, so the cheese and sauce melt into each other a bit. Love and Happy New Year to all of you. May your 2024 be free of health challenges, car (laughs) issues, and home-related crises. Thank you for showing up for us every week. I appreciate you, Julie. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. That's very sweet. Really sweet. I am learning that I am not much of a pizza connoisseur because these are differences that I would never make note of. You wouldn't be like, oh, this sauce is a little sweeter. (laughs) This is is herbier. Um, (laughs) A smidge less cheese. I don't. I'm just like, "Mm, pizza. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, I, those differences are pretty. Pizza minor, in the morning, pizza in the evening, <laughs> pizza in the afternoon. I was actually I was singing the words Philadelphia pizza to the theme of Philadelphia freedom in my head. So. Mm. <laughs> All good different songs. <clears throat> All right, Shannon says, "Dear Tishi Crew," spelled T E E S H E E. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to Meredith's tale of Gregory crashing his bike with gritted teeth and clenched butt cheeks. <laughs> I went through a very similar accident at the end of October, but mine involved crashing my mountain bike. I love riding my bike. I was on a favorite trail at the end of a hard day of working outside. I was probably a little tired, but as I got going, I thought, I'm fine. I started flying down the trail, which was blanketed with a pretty heavy coat of leaves. I guess I caught some air and then caught a loose rock. And the next thing I knew, I was upside down and my leg was being twisted in a way it shouldn't be. My bike crushed my leg into my hip and I ended up in a crumpled heap. Luckily, I was with a very tough friend who was able to get help and they stuffed me back on my bike and pushed me up the hill. I ended up with a broken ankle and hip. Yikes. Oh, God. Indeed. Still recover- recovering, obviously, but not dead. We'll see how I feel about riding in about six to eight months. Best to Gregory and Meredith on the rehab, Shannon. Oh, thank you, Shannon. Oh, Shannon, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like I should give a little update. Um, Gregory's getting a lot more independent. He's kind of just in the rest and heal phase. Um, we have an appointment in a couple of weeks with his doctor to see if he can start PT, but there's like, I think I said this earlier, there's no point in him starting PT until he can put weight on it, which he can't do yet. So as soon as they clear him for putting weight on his leg, then we can start like doing PT to, to teach him how to walk again, basically. So that is the update. He can get up and down the stairs by himself now. He's working on um, getting comfortable with crutches um, versus the walker. So it's, you know, it's going well. His His leg is getting less and less crazy swollen every day. It looked insane for a while. Um, and he's got lots of, he's going to have a lot of cool scars on his leg. But yeah, we're kind of- we're To impress in the right all the girls with? <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I mean, do you guys remember a couple of several, several years ago now? It was, I think it was 2019. It was before the pandemic. We were on a bike ride in Dayton and he sliced his leg open. Yes, I do on, remember this. Yeah, it was on the gear of his bike. Uh -huh. So this is the same leg. And so when we're like kind of looking at his scars and, and, and figuring out, you know how they're healing he's like wait what's that one i'm like oh that's from the bike that's that's the old one that's the old scar <laughs> <laughs> so they oh. all kind of are starting to blend together um but yeah so this poor leg has had a lot of a lot of trauma trauma but gosh yeah i know i know so when he's old there. he'll be able to say and this is my good leg yeah <laughs> you know, well he'll definitely be one of those people who there's so much hardware in that leg like the 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 amount of metal in that knee is crazy to me um so he's definitely going to be one of those old people who's like oh i feel that the rain is coming he's rocking and you're like and you're like bunker out in like the middle of yep. uh, michigan and you're like he's just on the rocker on the front porch he's like yeah oh. storm's <laughs> coming after the technology collapse that is sure to befall us uh, he will be able to be our meteorologist that's, so that's right great. <laughs> yep and we're in the state with all the fresh water so the water wars will avoid us yes or maybe come straight to us i'm not sure but <laughs> we'll be okay so that's the update okay I'm going to do the Facebook responses. Oh, yeah. We've got – so our our Facebook question from uh, for a million years ago was um, – <laughs> It does feel like it was what, a million years ago. It really does. <laughs> well, it did take us the better part of a week to post it. So, you know. Eh, it's okay. It's fine. Eh. Good time. What's – the question is, what's in your perfect advent calendar? And – uh, Anne says 24 different pens. <laughs> what a great answer. <laughs> yes. Yep. Or a stationary yep. in general. Solid answer. That's super fun. Um, Bet says special cheeses. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Carolyn says movies. I think it would be fun to get a curated playlist of films in a specific genre or some other theme. I That's loved really that. Good Carolyn. idea. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah, yep. you're really barking up Hillary's tree there. <laughs> I know. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, Megan says, I've been really loving my, I don't know how to say this, Bon Maman. I think so. I think yeah. that's right. That's, that's that jam, jam, that fancy yep. jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Advent calendar. I'm not pressed to finish each mini preserve each day. Kind of keeps the season going. Love consumables. I'd be down for a mini ice cream cup calendar situation. Tillamook all the way. <laughs> yes. That, mm. I like that, but that presents some logistical challenges. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. You'd have to keep it in the freezer. <laughs> 
Uh, Lane says, I immediately went to Meredith's approach. I crave variety, so I'd love something just a touch customized. On the weekends, I'd love a new craft beer, wine, or spirit, especially gin. But during the week, I'd love a new chocolate, tea, coffee, foreign sweet or salty snack, small project, build some Legos, etc., or self-care slash skincare item. I couldn't even come close to keeping up on the Bon Maman advent calendar I was given as a gift this year. Okay, that's another. <laughs> we have a very a particular, one. a very, um, uh, you know, uh, sophisticated a audience listener who loves a good jam. Yep. And I use the jars to drink out of after. <laughs> <laughs> I bet these are like the tiniest little jars. <laughs> like shot half a shot. Yep. <laughs> But uh, uh, Lane continues, I am also originally from Wisconsin, so a cheese advent calendar would be my birthright. I don't know how one tires of cheese. Has anybody ever done it? I mean, have we done studies on this? Can you get tired of cheese? Not that I know of. That's a good question. I'm willing to undertake this for science. Same. (laughs) I'll be the guinea pig here. Yeah. Hmm. Amanda says, I would love a, these are a few of my favorite things, calendars. Chocolate, booze, and yarn would make this knitter happy. Yeah, That's cute. A different kind of yarn every day would be really sweet. Especially if there was like a little pattern that came with it. Oh, yeah. A little, little, the world's tiniest potholder. (laughs) Like you can knit a tiny little sweater. Oh, Yeah. I love it. Alicia says, I want an advent calendar from the container store. Show me all the organizational <laughs> items I never knew I always wanted. Also, post-its. I oh love my gosh. this. I love this. I could browse container store all day long. Like, oh, oh yes. I didn't know I needed to organize this, but okay. <laughs> I guess I will. <laughs> we went through, um, we're kind of in a, you know, we just want to get rid of a bunch of shit, especially like all the old toys and all that bullshit. So we went through it. Well, on, on, um, December 31st, I woke up and I was like, all of Christmas has to be gone. I don't want to see it anymore. So we took it all down (laughs) and we went through all the old toys. Of course, the kids were like, but I still play with that. And I'm like, you literally didn't know that this was down here. Yeah. Or you cannot fit into a Spider-Man costume that you had when you were four. Like, it's gone. We got to get rid of this. (laughs) Um, You need to just not tell them. I know. I know. Do the thing yourself. But yeah, so we pulled it all out and it feels... I feel so. And now Tay is like, I want this big tool chest. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. You can get that. I don't really care. But now he's very into organizing at the moment. So that was appealing to me, Alicia. I think when you're a parent, you have to be very careful with the um, pruning of your child's collection. Because I still (laughs) harbor some resentment for my mother (laughs) against some things that she just summarily disposed of. Yeah, um, there's stuff, it's mostly the bullshit kind of crap that they don't, or I'm like, if you want it, that's fine. Take it to your room. Like, I don't want to see it. Um, I need to clean out the room as well, but that's like the final frontier of the house. Cause you it's... mean that, that pre COVID Burger King crown? <laughs> yeah. Just oh, getting passed God. around. Is... Oh God. Bridget's room. Bridget's room is now all like skincare and makeup and bullshit in there. Oh and my then, goodness. I know it's, I can't. I can't. All right, when I go in there, I'm like, just please, I need you to pick up stuff from the floor. That's all I ask of you, please. And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, I want you to start right now. Like, show me movement. Like, get off your bed. Show me movement. And she's like, oh. She kind of does the Paul Rudd, like, 
from um <laughs> yes uh, which one call it the <laughs> camp movie like uh, wet like, out american yes, summer yes yes <laughs> <laughs> crazy asses yeah that's a hard age cuz they're starting to get into different smells mm. you know we've we've entered the world of aromas mm. but mm-hmm. they don't know how to manage it yet mm-hmm. so it's a little like the time of yak's body spray is approaching mm-hmm. It's a little like Mean Girls, where she's like, you smell like a baby prostitute. Sometimes when I come into her room, <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit like, what is this? <laughs> I'm not going to tell my daughter she smells like a baby prostitute, no. but sometimes I have You could think it, though. <laughs> uh, someday she'll discover these archives. <laughs> God, please, no. <laughs> she will. Uh, let's put a pin in doing a show about aromas. I think there's probably something there that we could... Mm-hmm get into more and i'm just remembering as a kid um having piles of random shit in my bedroom and then just covering it with a blanket and being <laughs> yeah. like yeah i cleaned never mind that <laughs> anyway um your children is a uh, an on-point transition uh hillary because yes. when we were talking about what to do this week you asked your children <laughs> what we should do before <laughs> we met for our tuesday night jamboree and uh, if I remember correctly, Bridget suggested Bridget. Yes. And Rory suggested soup. <laughs> no. No. Rory, no. Bridget suggested Rory. suggested Bridget. Rory. <laughs> yes. Dave suggested oh. soup. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Sorry. When I think of Rory, I think of him just, um, I know he's young, but just reading a World War II novel uh, or like a, <laughs> well, like a hardcover yes. Book yes. on submarines. Yes. And uh, I could see him enjoying a bowl of soup. He <laughs> so likes just... all of that. Yes, for sure. Okay. So, Well, props to Dave then for bringing us the soup show. Um, I have to start us uh, with one small, <clears throat> small problem is that we have talked about soup on the show before. No. Yes, what? Because... <laughs> Today, as the time drew closer, I was like, God, I feel like we have talked about soup. <laughs> and Uh-oh. wait, so let's do this in real time. So I searched in my podcasts for us too. for soup. Uh, do it for the cookies, episode number 202, which was when we did one of those shows where we did a lightning round through all our random topics. Oh. So it was not a full soup oh. show, <laughs> but we but did we have brought fact, talk about soup. <laughs> At that time, we determined that we did not have enough material for a new, a full soup show. So I don't know what's changed over the, the weather. last 21 weeks. The weather. It's cold. Yeah, that's true. The weather has changed since August. It was too hot for soup. Yep. I didn't want to think about soup then. I don't want to think about soup now. I'm cold. I'm cold. Soup oh, sounds good. Oh, poor baby. What is it? Well, I, Low I, 55. Is it 50? Wait, hold on. What is it? It is. I'm still wearing my coat right now because. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. I'm wearing a bathrobe. Oh. And so, oh, I've got clothes on under Bobby it. And when did I. Didn't ask. Didn't ask. <laughs> uh, the reason I was late logging in by a minute or two is because we were just about to start the show and I realized I was still wearing hard pants. Oh, oh no! Oh boy! Still wearing, oh, that's pair, a still no, wearing no. jeans. <laughs> yeah, no. And I was like, no, no, I can't it's do this. It's thirty-three show in hard pants. here, for the record. Mm. It's twenty-six here. 
Is this yeah. really the show we're doing now? Yeah. Bobby, what, what is your weather? Uh, I'm looking. In West Roxbury, it is loading slowly on my phone. 35. It's 47. It's a heat wave. It's 47. Oh, how do you, how do you manage it? I'm cold. And the sunlight never came out today. And I'm like, oh. like, it just is like, I, I went on a walk. Welcome to and- six months of life here. <laughs> I need the sun. I'm cold. Uh, but yes, we had soup last night. Um, this soup that I really like. It's just like, it's so, it's as easy. Like you just. Drop it in the crock pot, basically, um, kind of soup, and is delicious. And so, yeah, soup soup was reborn on this podcast. <laughs> well, look, I I have something to add since August about soup that I think will open us up into this. Okay, and um, it'll open up into my my first soup on my list. And and we didn't really have a system for this. I I, I mean, I, I think we could do a top five you know, horse trading soup list if we wanted to, but something to consider. Uh, This year, and you mentioned it earlier in the episode, Hillary, I took an unexpected trip to Rochester for the holidays. We were going to uh, lay low this Christmas. And then, I don't know, early December, I just got the feeling that um, I would probably be a bad son if I didn't go home for Christmas. And so I, I got my act together and put some plans together kind of last minute or relatively last minute and got moving. <clears throat> and um, we did Christmas dinner with the family, but my mom also needed some one-on-one mother-son holiday time, which, you know, if we don't schedule, isn't going to happen. And so I said, we'll do Christmas Eve dinner in church. And so I desperately started looking around for places to... Um, have Christmas Eve dinner, and apparently every restaurant in my hometown is either closed on Christmas Eve, including Prieti's, my favorite, which they have a a mushroom soup that's like a cream of mushroom situation that is very much theirs, and it's what everyone knows them for. Uh, <laughs> We've got a cream of mushroom situation. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, mushroom and broccoli, and, and they post the recipe. You can make it at home, but it's never as good. No, no, no. No. Yeah. And so I was like, that's perfect. I love Praetis. We'll go. We'll do that. We'll do chicken French, classic Rochester dish. Not chicken francais. That's different. And I was like, that's my dream. So it'll get the best case scenario of having to do dinner with my mom. I mean, getting to do dinner with my mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, not going to happen. So uh, then I'm looking at like Chinese restaurants. They're open on the holidays. Uh, takeout only, pre-order only because they're no. so busy. So they're not doing oh. table service. My mom lives kind of outside of town now. So like that she lives out in a little village and they, nothing's open. I mean, it's, you know, nothing, nothing at all. So um, she finally just said, well, I will just make dinner. I said, oh, okay, okay. My mom's a good cook. And so, you know, the problem is, you know, she lives out in the sticks. And so I'm stuck there. If I go there for dinner, I can't be like, oh, I gotta, <laughs> you know, gotta run out. So um, she asked me what I wanted. And I'm like, we're about to do a big, big family meal the next day. I don't have the capacity to take leftovers. It's just the two of us. So please don't make anything big. And I gave her a couple of simple options. And we landed on vegetable soup. I love her soup. She's always made a really good, like, kind of everything in the kitchen sort of soup. And, um, And sure enough, I go over to her house. And I, I always want to just be 
mildly entertained at best, mildly happy. I don't want to be too happy. I don't want to give her the praise. <laughs> really good fucking soup. <laughs> so mad, too. It was like... um. It it was like uh, vegetable and spinach. It had like zucchini and spinach and some and canned tomatoes and some other vegetables in it. And it just she nailed the flavor profiles. And I was just like, God damn it! And it doesn't taste like anything you get in a can or anything you get at a restaurant. Like it's definitely homemade. And growing up, a version of this soup lived on our stove every day in the winter. Basically, like it would get made a giant pot at a time. There's no way this was food safety. Okay. It would go in the fridge at night, would come back out in the afternoon or or midday, get warmed back up. And then what was ever left would go back in the fridge. Oh, you talked about this. No, you're not supposed to do that, but I mean, it it probably toughened up your immune system, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. sure. And, and for some reason we never used a ladle when I was growing up. Um, It was always a, uh, like a, relatively simple teacup what mug yeah just always always there was always just a mug on a plate next to the pot that you would just use to scoop the soup i I don't know why (laughs) i don't know why okay it's just the way we did it and uh i grew up on that and so she made it and then i came home and i was like tell me everything that was in that tell me the relative you know roughly the proportions of it nothing fancy uh i still have turkey stock that i made at thanksgiving and froze you know, so I pulled out one of my Dukakis blocks and <laughs> I made a, you know, a close approximation of the soup and it was fine. We ate all of it over the course of a few days. Not, not as good. Oh, not as nearly as good. It never and is so, when you make it. I no. mean, not right, you, Bobby. Exactly. I mean, when no, one I understand what makes you mean. it oneself. Yeah. I understand that that wasn't a personal shot at my inability to cook. So like, <laughs> Just have a, I have a stupid place in my heart for that soup, and it's, you know, my wonderful complex relationship with my mother is buoyed <laughs> slightly by this this soup. So uh, I didn't uh, I didn't put in our show notes, vegetable soup made by my mom and all the emotions tied into it. <laughs> a little long. That's why. That's why just a simple vegetable soup and um, no, no starch in it. So like no rice, no pasta. Because for me, with a big pot of soup, if it's lasted more than a couple of days, then I make a rice or a pasta just to add some variety to it. Yeah. Um, oh, and beans. There are beans in it. I didn't mention that here. But, you know, red beans and kitty beans. Um, yeah. So it, it, that and I didn't even mention any of this before you suggested we do a show on soup. <laughs> but you've, it's been on but the I had all soup journey this last month. So, you know, I think we're going to mention some of our favorites and why. And so that's why vegetables at the top of my list. I did look at the run sheet and saw that you put vegetable on there, and I was like, "Huh, that's a boring choice." Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah. That one word did not convey the complexities of your relationship with the soup. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And there's nothing like again. It's not like um, it's not like an elevated vegetable soup. Like it's not some sort of fancy, uh, you know, super complicated thing. Like I guarantee you that half the things in that pot were just because she had them in the house. Hey, sometimes that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that soup every couple of months, probably. Um, and uh, yeah, it's sort of a fridge clean out situation. But uh, yeah. that's it. I so, love vegetable soup. I think it can be very good, but it can be very boring if it's done wrong. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to make Ann go last in the <laughs> first round. <laughs> because... <laughs> Yep. Uh, 
Uh, Meredith, why don't you uh, share one of your soups with us, huh? Uh, I think chicken noodle is one of the OG best soups. Actually, noodle or no noodle. I just like chicken soup. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, has like to be noodle. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I live with a diabetic, so I have to be careful about the carbs. Um, You're not a bowl of consomme? So, so, well, no, sometimes I'll just do chicken, you know, uh, onions, celery, carrot, chicken, no noodles. And so for me, with that soup, it's the broth that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily care if there's noodles. And one of the things that I love about soup is that I'm not a big leftovers person. I feel like food is never like, well, it depends on the food, but it, a lot of times it's not as good the next day. Soup is the exception to that rule where usually it's better the next day. So I'm totally on board with soup leftovers. And I think chicken soup leftovers are excellent. But when you reheat noodles over and over, they just absorb all the liquid and become mushy. So I kind of like a chicken soup without noodles sometimes, but very much depends on the mood. I love chicken noodle. I love just chicken soup. You mentioned... I, I like all of it. You mentioned stew in there. This is a good opportunity to talk soup versus stew. Are we talking about rectangle versus square, as in all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares kind of deal? Is Mm. a stew a soup, but a soup is not necessarily a stew? I I think that's... Or are they just completely different entities? No, I think that's right, because... There's a stew I make that I only like in my family. And I'm like, yum, yum, yum. I love it so much. And nobody else really likes it. And it's more of a stew, but I would consider, because it's so liquid based. I feel like if the, I don't know, if you're using a spoon to soak up the what liquid. What differentiates a stew? I feel like a stew just like cooks for a lot longer, which I mean, like Bobby's vegetable soup could be a stew, right? Because it's cooking it, for multiple days. It basically days. gets it gets down to that texture. Also, could somebody please clip out her saying "yum yum yum"? I like it so much. And put it right after the <laughs> <laughs> well, I always, when I think of stew, I always think of something that's chunkier. Yeah, has like bigger, sure, chunkier sure. pieces. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then along along those lines, if we're going to follow this branch out, smack and cheese a soup. Oh. I don't think so. I mean, so. it's got sauce. It's got noodles. Yeah, no. I mean, it depends on how you make your mac and cheese, right? Like, instant Soup mac and cheese. Soup is not just, sauce and noodles. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a sauce on a noodle. That would be like chicken broth being the sauce? Well, and by that logic, then, then like, chicken cacciatore is soup and... <laughs> You know. Just asking these questions, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. It I'm just thinking through. I'm just thinking through it. And you're like no, the I... guy that, like, evil guy that's like, change my mind or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hot dog is a taco. Come at me. Well, there's the show picture. It's her sitting behind a folding table with a sign that says, "Mac and cheese is a soup." Change my mind. <laughs> yep. If you think I have those kind of Photoshop skills, <laughs> I think Bobby can manage that one. I will say that I often, like, sometimes I will have the wherewithal to make my own chicken broth, but a lot of times I don't. And I, I know that one time I made a show title with, like, I think it was like, boom, now you've got broth, because <laughs> I was talking about Better Than Bullion, 
concentrate, <laughs> which is still my favorite way to make chicken broth. So I don't bother saving chicken carcasses in my freezer anymore. I just use better than bouillon. <laughs> I like it. Um, I just, boom, there's my broth. We got a lot of show <laughs> yep. titles that be coming up through here. Um, I, was just, uh, I don't know if I've ever said this or told this thing that's not quite a story, but it's relevant here. When I worked at uh, the sandwich shop, all those years ago in college for like the six months I worked there. Uh, one of my jobs during lunch service would be to do some like the, the lesser meal prep and that included the soups and to avoid that mushy noodle situation. Um, the pasta was always cooked separately and then you would basically put a little bit of pasta in the bottom of the bowl and then add the, the brothy soup on it. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a manager there. It was the son of the owner who was such a dick. Um, we would often, the pasta would be didolini, like the little round ones, the little, you know, the little donut shaped ones, little tiny round yeah. ones. Um, and he would actually expect everyone to count out <laughs> however many <laughs> were going in the bowl. And if you gave more than, I don't know if it was seven or 10 or whatever on a given day, he would yell at you. Come on. You do that oh. shit by weight, Come not on. by number. Nope. Nope. He had a... You know, it was, it was like, they're sitting in a little thing over here and oh, no, no, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh my God. Yep. Oh yeah. He was a real piece of work. <laughs> but, uh, there's me counting out the Dittolini during the lunch. A real soup Nazi. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, chicken noodle. Hillary, you also have a chicken on yes. your list. Chicken tortilla soup. I love it so much. Okay, so this is the thing. Sometimes when I go to a Mexican restaurant, slash always when I go to a Mexican restaurant, I eat way too... Like, I can't... I've said this before. I can't stop myself around chips and salsa. Like, I'm like a monster. Like, I... It's like I lose, like, time and space. Like, I don't know where I am. So I just kind of, like, go crazy. And I like having the chicken tortilla soup as my... Um, entree because I'm usually so full after I mean so much salsa that it's not like so overwhelming with like an enchilada or whatever. Um, but I just love it. It has like the I I would say and I've said this before that Mexican food is probably my number one um, style of food. It's like it's how I cook probably the most and it's what my go to for going out to eat. And um, I just love it. It's got the spice. Um, it's got the tortillas little crispy tortillas some delicious shredded um chicken i love it i don't know what else to say i just like it i like a little spice in my soup on occasion mm-hmm. and it's really you know, thing to the, order the, the um, chicken tortilla soup oh it's so good when you get a big hmm. bowl of it oh it's so good the the dish i made the soup i made the other um day uh when this idea was hatched yesterday it was a it's a chicken soup it doesn't have tortillas in it but I, I usually add up to it but the thing that's annoying is that Bridget Dave and I both have a pretty high tolerance for spice like Dave most of all but the other all, the rest Bridget definitely has for her age definitely has like a pretty good palate for spice Rory is such a child of like um, Irish immigrants because he's like, oh, it's too spicy. <laughs> but so there's supposed to be a jalapeno that you like chop, you know, dice up and put in there, which really honestly sure. wouldn't make it that spicy. But I have to um, swerve on that one because his little palate cannot handle it. Even like, what if you just took the seeds out? 
He still is like, oh, spicy, it's so spicy. Aww. I know. Oh, well, he's never, his palate is never going to adjust. It's true. Yeah, you got to force him. I did make him because it's weird. My family is not that superstitious. And I know we've done a superstition show. But the um, one thing my dad, who is a very logical person, always made us eat is like some black eyed pea on New Year's Day. New Year's Day. And mm-hmm. I was always like, gag, Ugh, I hate it. And I'm now I've evolved a little bit, but I was looking for, you know, uh, you know, things to make. And I think one year I did make Hopping John soup. And again, nobody in my family liked it except me. Um, so I was like, I need to find something else. So I made this thing called Texas caviar, which is just like, whatever, it's a dip uh, that you, yep. you know, you dip Fritos in, which is always delicious. Yep. And it does call for like some Tabasco. And the only thing I had was Valentina, which is kind of spicy. And I put, and some and he ate it and he was like oh it's good i would have put more in because i thought it needed a little bit more of a kick but um he i knew how much he would tolerate and he was like oh i liked it well you can add to your own and yes you can't exactly you can't right. take away so exactly yeah. exactly anyway yeah chicken tortilla now i want something spicy yeah all right ann we have to address your list so your first soup's not a soup I don't really like soup that much, guys. <laughs> what? I think soup is mid to low. There, I said it. You said it like a like a Gen Zer. <laughs> it's mid. I did, didn't I? Have you been talking to Bridget? Maybe. <laughs> Slay queen. <laughs> I just don't like soup that much because it's it's too soupy, guys. It is pretty soupy. I don't mm. like watery food. And you like wet food, but not watery food. Kind of watery. And 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 Hillary, you you made a good point when you said when you lose all sense of self and smush um, salsa and chips, chips and salsa into your mouth, then you get a, a soup entre- entree, the chicken tortilla, because it's so light and there's not much there to it. And that's how I feel about most soup. Is just there's not. It doesn't fill me up. The mm. only thing that mm. makes mm. soups work for me is when you have accoutrements that go with it. When you've got the bread or... Uh, a crusty bread. Right. Yeah. Or bread sticks or crackers or <laughs> some other bread like a, product. A carbohydrate theme yeah. here. Indeed. Yeah. But I just never feel satisfied when I have soup because I don't feel like I've really eaten at that point. Yeah, I get that. So, yeah. like, it's not like it tastes bad. It's just not a satisfactory dining experience for me. Yeah. I, get I, want, it. I want something a little, a little heartier. I want a steak, goddammit. So, and, <laughs> and I actually... A sous vide steak. <laughs> I made a sous vide steak tonight for dinner. Um... I, I thought, I was like, oh gosh, I should really make soup tonight, but I don't have to because I made soup a couple nights ago and I still have leftovers and we're going to be eating that for the next like couple of days still for lunch. And I'm starting to get sick of it, but it was a lentil, like black lentil and sausage soup. And it's very hearty. Like it definitely fills me up. I'm curious how you would feel about this composition of soup because it's got beans, it's got sausage, it's got some baby kale, some tomatoes, onions, garlic, blah, 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 blah. And it's pretty spicy. So it's like, 
I feel like that's a pretty substantial soup. And like, I think something like that and maybe something like a cream soup, you know, like a cream of mushroom or something like that, not like out of a can, but maybe a homemade mushroom soup. I feel like those can be pretty substantial. I think it's a psychological issue more okay. than it is a physiological issue. I just, I, I recall saying this the last time we talked about soup, but <laughs> as someone with a dieter's mentality, every calorie is precious. And yeah. calorie density in soup does not feel good to me. Hmm. It feels like I'm not making a wise calorie choice because it's just not satisfying me the way that I want to. It's like how I don't drink my calories, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to have a regular Coke for fuck's sake because that's just a waste as far as I'm concerned of my tiny precious reserve of calories in the day. And I feel the same way about soup. I can do something better with those calories. Diet Coke is not soup. Have we? I guess we can conclude that. Diet cola consomme. (laughs) I'm going to try it. (laughs) That might be the way to turn this whole thing around. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Not my thing. And I almost yeah. never order at a restaurant, and I never make it at home, except when I was dieting. Then I had lots of soups and stews and stuff that I made. Because I wonder if there's some, some, some trauma mixed non-dense. in Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know. I just... Eh, I don't know. I'd rather have spaghetti. That's fair. That's another show type. <laughs> 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 all right. No, that's that's all fair. It's yeah. valid. Um, it's incredibly valid. Um, it, you, it's interesting that you mentioned not ever ordering soup at a restaurant. Um, I mentioned the uh, broccoli and uh, the mushroom and broccoli. I think they call it broccoli and mushroom soup, but it's really mushroom and broccoli soup. Priorities. Um, the times I order soup at a restaurant are my next category, which is the the chowder family. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I'm not gonna make a pot of chowder. I'm sorry. I'm gonna need you to say that in like a Massachusetts proper, type. Yeah, say it correctly. Chowder. Thank you. I'm not gonna make a pot of chowder because what the fuck am I gonna do with? A quart of heavy cream, a bunch mm-hmm. of whole milk in a pot on my stove. So I like, so it's, first of all, I mean, I did live in Rhode Island all those years. So, you know, Rhode Island has its own distinct, let's have a little, ta- um, just a moment on clam chowder. <laughs> a sidebar right? so on knows, clam chowder. <laughs> yeah. Clam chowder moment with Bobby Pape. Everyone knows the red and the white, right? So the, the red is what? the Manhattan style clam chowder. I'm sorry. I'm from Minnesota. I don't know this. <sighs> okay, so Manhattan-style clam chowder, <laughs> which you don't see a ton of, is basically, if you imagine, like, a vegetable soup with tomatoes and clams in it, it looks like... Tomatoes and, and also, clams? Tomatoes and clams? It, it, like looks, it looks like a, a can of Chunky. Actually, and yeah, it really... Is it, it pink? Just, it's, like, reddish. Yeah, hang on Ugh. a second. I'm going to put a picture in the... In the slack, right under the meme of mac and cheese as a soup changed my mind. (laughs) The Midwesterners are having a hard time with this. (laughs) It's an easy meme generator for that. So this is Manhattan style. It's a broth-based chowder. 
okay. With tomatoes it's got, in it. What potato chunks? Is that what those are? Well, yeah, because chowder usually is potato. Potato is a lot of the stretcher. I'm just in, making uh, sure those aren't. Some yeah. Weird... Well, there's also clams in there. I don't right, really so know that... anything about chowder. Is what I'm learning here. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot to learn. So <laughs> that's Manhattan. So of course, not the New England clam chowder, which we all know, the which white, is gray. Thick... <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's cream based and delicious. Uh, when it's done right. In Rhode Island, they have something called, you know, Rhode Island style clam chowder, which is a clear broth clam chowder. It is basically the Manhattan style without the tomatoes. How is that clear? Wait, 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 wait. How well, is it no clear? Cream in it. Then how is it chowder? It's a really good question. It's basically <laughs> clam soup. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's Rhode Island style clam chowder. I thought chowder had to have cream in it, but I guess not. Uh I guess not. I didn't know this until, you know, here, you, there's a New York Times cooking article on New Rhode Island clam chowder. And uh, it basically, it's still hearty because it's still full of hefty stuff. And the, the New York Times cooking picture is the nicest Rhode Island chowder I've ever seen. Well, they, they can um, do it up. Well, yeah, that exactly. looks lovely. So, yeah, right? So, anyway. I'm not attacking I you. I'm just atta- I just don't understand the idea. <laughs> no, I don't like it. <laughs> I like New England clam chowder. If I'm going to do it, I want I want a bowl full of cream. Uh, but yeah. I order that out as a side, usually, or as a first course, you know, just a cup of it. Because a lot of the restaurants here, obviously, have a pretty good chowder. And I'm not going to make it at home. So, that's the one time I find myself ordering soup out a lot. Um, and I also really like corn chowder, which you know, similar concept because it's basically a can of cream corn turned into soup. Right. Yeah. Which is delicious and sweet and creamy and it might as well be dessert. Um, But yeah, like a, like a corn and potato chowder. Sure. Sure. So Um, New York times also has a recipe for Manhattan clam chowder and it doesn't look quite as red as the picture you, it looks like a brothy soup with like pieces of tomato and the broth is kind of brownish. Sure. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. I can yeah. I can I can understand that a little bit more than this like tomato soup with clams in it. I didn't realize that the whole world didn't understand that there was the red and the white. Oh, I've never heard of Manhattan clam chowder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get out of your coastal bubble, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I knew this when I lived in Buffalo and there's no there's no chowder allegiance in Buffalo. Well, we certainly don't have clams in the Midwest. Yeah, we don't do a lot of seafood in general. Nope. It's probably for the It has best. to be flown in fresh the same day or I'm not eating it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a restaurant soup for me. Um, or like a seafood chowder or something. Uh, very classic New England order. On a Friday, I will definitely order... Uh, a fish fry with a cup of chowder on the side and then a nap. Yep. Yep. Um, Keeping with that texture, sort of, Meredith, you've got another one of my absolute favorites on your list. I love a lentil soup. Um, Mm. This is something, like, I don't care what kind of lentil. Like, the the, the soup I was mentioning earlier, the lentil and sausage that I made the other day, has black lentils, which hold their shape. But, like, red lentils and yellow lentils kind of disintegrate and turn into mush. And that's lovely in its own way. It just depends on what you're trying to do. But I've been, 
Well, I'm kind of on a black lentil kick because I accidentally keep buying them. I'm like, do I have lentils? I don't know. I'll just buy some. <laughs> oh, so there. I have like gallons and gallons and gallons of black lentils. So I need to do as much as I can with them. Um, and so any kind of lentil soup is great. I, I used to cook lentil soup tons when I was a vegetarian. Um, and I think vegetarian, I still cook a lot of vegetarian lentil soup, but this last batch I made with sausage, like spicy, um, pork sausage from Trader Joe's and it's, it gets like hotter every day. We have it for leftovers. (laughs) It's getting concerning. Like we need to finish it soon or we're going to, our heads are going to explode. Um, but you know, lentils just add such a good heft. They're so good for you. Um, they're good for diabetics. Um, so I'm fully on board with lentils and lentil soup in general. It's another staple in my house growing up, another on the stove soup. Um, Candy was a soup master. Oh yeah. She, because it lent, it lends itself to her catering skills because you can make soup for like 200 people. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can make a huge batch of it. It's, it's good because it gets better as it ages. Mm -hmm. Right. And I guess if you don't care about food safety, you can just heat it up over and over and over and over. <laughs> I yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> without hurting um, the flavor. Lentil soup, sometimes a little bit of potato, and 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 uh, to speak to the soup versus stew thing for us, it was always. I think we even called it lentil stew growing up because we really made like a really thick lentil soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom no, used and, to make something like that. I, lentils. Yeah. I don't. I don't love lentils either i know i'm like cutting myself off from a huge uh section of world cuisine but it's not like i dislike lentils they just don't really do that much for me yeah again mid lentils <laughs> they're so you're allowed small to, you're allowed to have preferences they are very small yeah they're like something that i can chew a little bit more the lentils just go down too easy yeah but you mm-hmm. can eat thousands of them <laughs> Yeah, just think of the volume. Maybe hundreds. I don't know. Yeah, if they were M&M's, probably more like be better. better. <laughs> uh, okay. Hillary. Yes. One take, that Bobby has. Cheese town. <laughs> yes. One that Bobby has witnessed me um, eating, I believe. I love French onion soup. Are you saying, are you, saying you believe because you were a little fuzzy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. The second at Martini had hit. Um, <laughs> I love French onion soup, and this is why. I. Um, I like steak fine. It's not my favorite. Like I like steak, but it's it's just never been like my super favorite. And so but you like French onion soup and a wedge salad more. Yes. Well, and so whenever I'd go to a steakhouse, I'd be like, "What can I find that I that I really want?" So the combo of a French onion soup and a wedge salad makes me so happy. The only problem with both of those is it's they're so messy. Like you're just having broth all over the place and like there's bacon bits or whatever ranch dressing all over the place, but I love it. It's like clogging my little heart and I love it so much. I love the, the secrets and surprises that are in a French onion soup. You're like, what's under there? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a surprise. But, um, and I followed this, this kind of semi douchey guy that works in real estate, I've never met him before, but he works with no. people I know. I, yes. A douchebag in real estate? Surprise. But he had, he has a whole Instagram um, handle devoted to raiding French onion soups to various places that he goes wow. to. And I actually <laughs> like specific. enjoy watching. Like He'll kind of do the like 
dive like his spoon like hitting the cheese layer um and then i'm like i don't know this guy but i'm really enjoying his content right now so yeah uh french onion soup at like a fancy steakhouse that's that's my jam i would never make it i would never make it that is not something that is for my home i've made it before it takes forever caramelizing onions takes a billion years a recipe will be like it takes 20 minutes it takes an lies lies yeah it's yep. lies. Just no. to make the onions, it takes an hour. Yeah, we had French least. onion soup at the coffee shop I worked at in high school because we had that weird little dinner menu. It was the first thing we did in the morning when you came in mm-hmm. was throw the prepped onions in to get them started, and they just literally sat all day. Yeah, it's a really good French onion soup because we gave it all day. So like an entire like a massive bag of sliced onions, massive to make it work. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah, was it Abe and Louis? I just put a picture in the thing. I think so. Oh, that looks I think good. That's I think it was Abe and Louis. I love that we, when they broil the top of it. Yeah. Mm, so good. Yep. Some good stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, that was uh, good. Um, and I framed all that up for Anne to be the contrarian. <laughs> yes. What are your French onion problems? I know. I feel like I'm just being Debbie Downer on this episode. Wah, wah. You're I allowed don't to d- be the counterbalance to yeah, our I, soup love. <laughs> I don't dislike French onion soup. Again, I think that's probably influenced by the cheese and the croutons and stuff that yes. comes with it rather than yes. the soup itself. I do have a problem, though, in that how how do you eat French onion soup without becoming a slobby monster? You really because can't. Because you have, you you have the cheese cap. <laughs> the, che- the cheese cap is a solid piece of cheese. It's not like you try to break through it and spoon up some cheese and some soup, and then you just have... The cheese skin in its entirety hanging off the spoon, like I well, don't. You could sort understand. of chop through it, but I get I get what you're saying. If I have to use a knife on my soup, something has gone awry here. This is not the point of soup to have to like cut things up so that they're manageable, right? Yeah. Usually, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes when I'm at a restaurant and I'm just slot, I'm like, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> let it the, let it fly. Let's let's see what's in here. And you can't really just remove the cheese cap and cut that up on its own, no. and then put one on the spoon, and then dip no. the spoon in the soup. That's crazy talk. But I just don't really see. I don't like things that, like I don't know. It's one of the drawbacks of cheese. Let's put it that way. It's mm-hmm. tendency to form a solid mass. Yes. It's a short yes. list. It's yes. that. It's heart yeah. disease. Yeah. <laughs> kind of end of list. Yeah. Um, some of the things it does to some people's bodies. You know. Well, um, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're all just mutually agreeing to not judge other people while they're eating French onion soup. Like if you're in a place that has it, like there's it's no a way safe to space. look cute. I mean, right. I'm not Jones. worried about being right. judged. I'm worried about the logistics of the how how do I do this? I think you do it however you can get it into your body. Okay. I get my mouth down there and I kind of <laughs> grab one edge of the cheese under my teeth yeah. and I just pull it off. Yes. Some people really want instructions. Like you really want to know what's the proper way to eat this and I don't know what the answer is for French onion soup. Again, I don't, I don't care about one. proper. I just I don't think there's a right answer. No effective. Just, everybody works on their own. I think I chop you know. through the cheese with my spoon and try to get a little bit of cheese and a little bit of soup. 
But how? But with a spoon, not, how do you separate yeah. the cheese from the greater cheeseburg? You gotta use your spoon as a knife. Yeah. See, I'm not afraid to bring a steak knife into the conversation. There's usually <laughs> one around in these situations. You kind of crack through that cheese and crouton, which is getting like soggy creme brulee. And... You chop it with yeah. your, with your <laughs> spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just one little crack, and it all breaks up. That's it easy. G- the cheese trampoline is not so forgiving. <laughs> it is a trampoline. You're right. You're right. It's not a beautiful situation. You're right. Well, Anne, I want to stay with you for a minute mm-hmm. here because mm-hmm. your last one, we already touched on the trauma a little bit, but um, you, you have the broad category of diet soup. Yep. Yep, I sure do. Yep. Is there it- is there a specific diet soup that you want to draw to is it i'm just picturing boiled cabbage so like you gotta give me some direction here oh god boiled cabbage would be a good thing no i've i feel like cabbage soup was a big yeah cabbage soup was a big thing for poor people right yep i mean stereotypically let's say cabbage soup is a big thing for poor people no i'm gonna tell a story that i know i've told before but uh at the height of my dieting days uh, and I think I was eating no refined grains, no like no pasta, no rice, no noodles, uh, no sugar. No, I forget what it was. Anyway, I was That's so fucking healthy. I yeah, yep. And um, and it was my mom's birthday, and she decided she liked to go to the Olive Garden, and we we're like, ooh, soup salad and breadsticks. So given my dietary restrictions, I was like, well, no breadsticks. And the salad, uh, well, we're going to pick those croutons out. And then for my soup, I ordered the minestrone soup, which I do like. Uh, and I picked out all the pasta because oh. I was mm-hmm. so deep into eating disorders. And it's so I poisonous. ate yeah. that vegetable soup and it was not good and then you know at the end of the Olive Garden where they bring you the check and they put the Andy's chocolate mints on mm. with the check mm-hmm. and I ate my chocolate mint and I felt horrible about myself for Ugh. the next two days like by because the time the yeah but by, by the time we were Ugh. walking out to the parking lot I was beating myself up like oh, oh my god you yeah. fat cow you can't even control yourself for one meal you can't even set aside one mint this is why you're always going to be fat and nobody's going to love you um so I'm not this may shed some light on my soup issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just, and soups are very pushed in dieting yes. situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, not French onion, obviously. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I still hear lots of advice. It's like, you know, have soup first before your other meal and you'll eat mm-hmm. less. Like, right. I still hear that. Fill up your stomach. And I don't think they would do the real chowder. If you had a chowder recipe, it would be like, make it with skim milk instead. So um, I just don't recommend soup. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I just found a recipe for some mint chocolate dessert soup if you want to make up. Uh, (laughs) Ooh. Put it in Slack, Bobby. <laughs> now you're talking about language. It's, it, it's from a blog called Love and Olive Oil, so I can't promise it's good. Well, you never know. But well, I, if it has yeah. love oh, I've used and olive that oil. site before, it's not the worst, yeah. but that sounds terrible. 
Oh, it's got booze um, in it. It's a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> it's chocolate and creme de menthe with ice cream. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't count. That's not safe. And we love you. <laughs> yes. First Thank you. And I actually changed my list around because I had my chowders divided originally. <laughs> but when I saw you put diet soup there, I I just wanted to bring around it. I'm sure I've talked about this before. The taco soup. I love taco that soup. I have been making since college. Um, it's a variation on a Weight Watchers recipe, but I know it's augmented. And I only know it the way I have it memorized because a friend of mine in college, Rose, I don't know where she is. I'm talking to her in years, but she taught me this soup. It is a large white onion in the soup pot, sauteed. And then you add, let me see if I get everything, one large can of crushed tomatoes, Two cans of two different beans, whatever beans you want. One can of fat-free refried beans, which is like the thickener in it. Fat-free. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because again, it's a it's a Weight diet Watchers. soup. Yep. Um, you can choose to add a can of tomato paste. I've actually eliminated that from the way I make it now because I think it makes it too tomatoey. Um, you uh, a can of corn, a can of corn. It's the only time I've ever used canned corn. I actually use these frozen now. Um, um, a can of um, chopped green chilies, um, a packet of ranch dressing mix, and a packet of taco seasoning mix. I think that's everything. And because of the uh, refried beans, it turns it into sort of a, you know, gooey, stewy soup that is surprisingly good for what it is. But it's like all out of cans, except for the onion. Well, that's so part of the reason just... I love making soup for the family, because it's like <laughs> pouring things out of a can. Can, yeah. can, 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 can. Yeah. But can I highly have actually this... endorse. Can we talk about this ranch seasoning for a minute? What does the ranch seasoning add? Ranchiness? A, ranch a little, A little zip, a little zesty, zippiness. Because that's the thing that seems very odd at odds with all the rest of the ingredients to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what what is in ranch, right? So it's like garlic, onion, I suppose. some herbiness. It's the creamy part, I think, of a yeah. ranch that's obviously not part of the part of the seasoning. But it's I don't know. It's, the implications are there for me. It is all about the implication. Ding 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 show title. I, I don't think oh I miss Mike. Um I don't think you could <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know. It just it all kind of works together in a way. And you can, you know, you can mess with it by which kind of beans you put in or whatever, but I've learned not to mess with it too much beyond that basic because it's it's a bit of a balance and it works out really well and you can serve it with a little bit of shredded cheese or a dollop of sour cream or fat-free sour cream, which is what I grew up eating until someone made the uh, observation. It may have been one of you. I really don't remember who said to me, it's like 10 calories a spoon or not 10, <laughs> but like it's such a low number of calories per mm-hmm. serving. Like unless you're eating a bowl of sour cream, it really doesn't matter. I sort of felt the uh, same way about milk because we always did skim milk. And then ugh, you learn that there's almost no difference no between right. 1% 2% whole milk god that yeah. the skim milk uh like the 90s push of skim milk is just ridiculous Ugh. absolutely not but get out is, of here we are a skim milk house no but i also don't drink 
milk. So like it's mostly just for Sam's coffee. And I think it's because we both don't like thick milk, basically. I'm like, give me whole milk, please. Yes, else? please. Yeah. All right. Next week. Whole milk, milk on my cereal. And sometimes I oh. have a splash of half and half. Yes. Mm. Make it creamy. <laughs> God, you're going to have so many cuts of me going like, yum, yum, yum. Two penises in a day. Make it creamy. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's at one sixteen forty five, and if you take it from her track you can just it's all right there <laughs> i smell a supercut. <laughs> uh meredith i'm guessing that yours is also a, a creamy delicious soup it is there's this specific um soup that i make and i've made it over and over and it is a mark Bittman recipe that i got from the new york times and it's a mushroom soup and it calls for like a million dollars of dried mushrooms <laughs> and a million dollars of fresh mushrooms and this is how i realized that mushrooms are really expensive but it's so 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 good um i will share the recipe uh in our question of the week um it's fantastic um but i i i'm going to have to make it a bunch of times because we recently found a huge container of mixed dried mushrooms at Costco for like ten dollars, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is how much one ounce of mushrooms costs!" And this is like a thousand ounces. So Meredith's like very a mushroom excited. drug dealer. God. I, so yeah. like when I was the, little, the when I was really ounce. little, I I don't know how much mushrooms cost, but when I was really little, I would steal them off the cutting board. I loved mushrooms so much that my mom had to be like careful um, about leaving them alone around me because I would just steal them and eat them and then kind of like a dog I don't remember that and most of my life I remember being like ugh, mushrooms taste like dirt they're gross I don't like them which is really hard when you're a vegetarian because like in the yes. 90s and the 2000s the options were portobello like mushroom. or a portobello mushroom <laughs> burger the end um so I've, I've come back to my love of mushrooms I've learned to reappreciate them and so I make this mushroom soup a lot and it's got like a lot of fresh thyme and a lot of um, Madeira, which kind of gives it this nice acidity. Um, like, it's so, 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 so good. And I, I could eat it every single day. Uh, it's probably my favorite soup right now. This wonderful mushroom soup from... Wait, did I, I kind miss, of don't... Did you, did you say if it has cream? It is like a cream-based okay. soup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll share the recipe... Um, All right, coming around, coming around like, to yes. this. <laughs> like, it's a Mark Bittman, which I don't love him all the time, but no. this recipe yeah. is a winner. I'll put a picture of it in Slack, and then I'll share the the made the 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 recipe with the rest of the group. I just don't trust his smile. <laughs> <laughs> he's a slimy guy. I have yeah, his. He's um, got kind of a. I have his how to cook everything cookbook. And like it's fine, but I kind it's it's meant to like teach you how to cook not from a following the exact recipe kind of way, but right, from a right, right. knowing how to put foods together sort of way. Oh, listen, I'm a baker. I'm a follow the exact recipe sort of thing, and his yeah. are just sort of vague enough that it makes me upset sometimes. Too much improv. Yeah. <laughs> like, just tell me what to do. Yeah, Don't tell me what I, I can that. do. Tell oh, me what I understand to do. that. I am Mark a very Pittman's good recipe follower. Jazz. I'm, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm a good recipe follower. I'm not a good recipe improviser. 
Yeah. <laughs> and there, I don't think there's any shame in that. So is yeah. it really a 30 minute recipe? Uh, no, those are always lies. <laughs> and the New York Times is the worst. <laughs> the worst offender. <laughs> I, I got this cookbook once that was like a quick and fast light cooking or whatever, like everything in 25 minutes or less. Okay. So there, in the ingredients list, it's like pre-chopped vegetables. I'm right. Like, oh. Okay, Rachel Ray. <laughs> you took all the food prep time out. Like, when's that going to happen? Thing. Who's going to do that for me? It's delish. Um. Yum-o. <laughs> She's from upstate New York. She's from outside Albany. I used to watch $40. Dave and I used to watch $40 a day all the time. All the time. And the answer is never tip. Never tip. That's it. She just like tips like a dollar. sucks. I know. Well, unless Um, you're in Europe, I guess. Yeah, she was never. She was always on like the Jersey Shore or something like that. I know. Terrible. Um, Hillary, your your last soup. um, I know. We should have gone out with Meredith. No, I haven't thought about yours though because it's... Out of character compared to the first two, because all right, so chicken tortilla, very Tex-Mexy, definitely I can see that in Texas. French onion, I can totally see because it's steakhouse in Texas yeah. and steak. Yeah. And your last one strikes me as not of your area. I this is well, I mean we have sushi restaurants here. It's not you know out of the ordering. My last one is miso soup. Okay, so I was like toying around. What should my my last one be? Like I like Italian wedding soup, but I have not had it in a really long time. Um, and you know, just like batting about and I get so excited about miso soup. Now, miso soup is like nothing. It's like broth. It's not anything really, but I, it's like not as a meal, not as like, I'm having miso soup. Cause like talk about an like anorexic diet. Like I'm not, no, really, that's like a pre meal. I thing. just, I like always forget about it. Like, you know, if you order sort of the sushi I don't know, lunch or whatever. And they're like, would you like a salad or soup? And I'm like, ooh, soup. And they give you the little bowl of uh, miso soup, which you don't have to use a spoon for. And I get so excited. And it packs such a good flavor for such a, I don't know, like light deal. And I, it's just a nice little accoutrement to my sushi meal. And it fills me up because sushi also kind of doesn't fill me up. So that along with the edamame and the mochi at the end, I feel satisfied. I maybe have had some really bad miso soups because I thought for a long time I hated miso. It turns out I don't hate miso at all. Like I use it as a condiment or an ingredient in a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't love miso soup, even though I love salt and water. And that's mostly what miso is. (laughs) That's really (laughs) what it is. I worked with a Japanese lady in... Uh, San Francisco and she would bring in miso soup and it was so fucking good. Uh, so obviously like the rando sushi places around here are not quite as good. Mine is just more the thrill of a little a little soup side that I just and I just think it packs a lot of flavor. A soup song? Perhaps? <laughs> soup yes, mm-hmm. exactly. See, yeah. this I can get into, not miso soup specifically, but soup as a pre-meal. Yes. That yes. sounds yeah. great. Yeah. But soup yes. as a meal doesn't do it for me. Mm. Yeah. Soup okay. shooters. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, that could be our next advent calendar. I don't know how you would figure that one out, mm, though. Like the oh, container yeah. and how to keep 24 it. 24 days of soup. <laughs> It'd have to be microwavable, right? Yes. You yeah. Just pull yeah. the yeah. little container out and stick it in the microwave. Yeah. I have a question about miso. Does it, 
What forms does it come in other than paste? Because I only know miso paste. Is it, can you get like a miso seasoning or how does this work? You can. I mean, I have a thing of miso paste in my fridge. Hmm. But that's typically how it comes, right? Yeah. 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 I don't think I've ever cooked with miso, so I don't know. I've used it as like a, you know, slathered on salmon, mixed with a couple other things and mm. roast it. It's mm. real. And really I love good. it. And I do like tofu. And when you get that little, little hint yeah, I do of tofu, too. you're like, yeah, that was good. It's just a little bit. It's warming me up for the cold sushi that's on yeah. on the way. I was supposed to get yeah. sushi with Bridget on Christmas or on New Year's Eve, and she dished me to go to a her friend's house. So now I think I'm like, how <laughs> fan is rude dare she? Oh, she has disinherited. Mm-hmm. Hey, we said we weren't doing a show about Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of think that. Maybe my my umami taste bud is a little bit underdeveloped because I don't think that I appreciate the umami the way that a lot of other people do. It all it all my points all went into my sweet tooth, guys. It's all about the mouthfeel, Anne. Ugh. I was yum, saying yum, that yum. the penis super cut. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hillary, could you say it's all about the mouthfeel? <laughs> it's all about the mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> Question of the week, T-Shears, what is your favorite soup? Give us a recipe. Drop a recipe. Yeah, recipe, please. Yep. Excellent. Here, I'll actually make a note there so that I don't forget. So actually, if we remember to post it on Tuesday like we usually do, drop a recipe, please. (laughs) Okay. Hillary. All right. What do you recommend for us? Um, okay. So when I was leaving Boston, my brother-in-law, Andy, told me about this podcast um, from WGBH, which is the, that's the NPR station, GBH. It, it right? is indeed. They would prefer you just call it GBH. I know. I was noticed, the W. I, that's what I was like, he kept saying from GBH. And I was like, what? I thought it was WGBH. Anyway. Um, that sounds like a disease. Oh, <laughs> man. He's got a case of <laughs> <in> GBH. GBH. <laughs> Um, Keep Boston but they weird. produced a very well done podcast about the big dig and the history of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought it was fascinating because it's something. Is that the tunnel, by the way? Yeah, that's a tunnel. Yes. And it what's so crazy is I, I knew about the tunnel before I had ever gone to Boston. Like I kind of knew yeah. about the kind of craziness and the, you know, um, I don't know how long it has t- had taken, how expensive it was, how many different politicians, speaking of Dukakis, he's involved in it. I mean, not in a, uh-huh. ne- not in a necessarily negative way, but just like it was went on for so, so long. And it, you know, and, it, and they have a lot of lead up, like the destruction of the Chinatown to build these highway and like the expansion of Logan airport. Anyway, I, I think I, it, it was a, it was a really well done. And what he kind of the broader, theme of it was like this was an example it actually like ended up being okay though kind of a moot point once it was done because traffic is still bad and la 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 but um how we used to do infrastructure in america and like the big dig was one of the reasons we kind of don't because everybody's like it's so expensive it's just not even worth it Mm -hmm. um and we don't have like the ingenuity of creating new roads or burying roads or new you know um, public transportation and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so it was it was a really fascinating. I thought it was really really well done and some beautiful accents. I mean, top notch <laughs> Boston accents. Some that you're like and some like he's talking to this guy that you know 
is Chinese born, but grew up in Chinatown. And it's like, he has this cross between like a sort of Chinese accent with a Boston accent. And I was like, this is fantastic. I am loving this. But, and I listened to it, most of it on the plane ride home from Boston. It it flew by. It's about nine episodes and really, really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was (laughs) flew by. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. So yeah, that is my recommendation. All right. And with that, it's time for you to get involved with the show. Our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. I don't know what you're going to do there, but just so you know. Uh, Facebook group, better place to go. Answer the question of the week. Talk about Diet Coke. I love it when people post like Diet Coke memes or Diet Coke news stories for me. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a funny little <laughs> side economy we've got going on there you can always email us at tshishow at gmail.com or send us a voice memo to that email address talk about your favorite kinds of soup the aol keyword as always is tshi thanks for joining us and that was not everything about (laughs) soup we may have to have a third episode (laughs) (laughs) yep cheesy soups chunky soups Canned soups. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about commercial soups at all. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. no. We did not utter the word Campbell's. No, no. This is the topic that eats like a meal. Oh my
anyway, but I was pleased to have two penises in one day. Um, yum, yum, yum. I love it so much. And I was always like, gag, ugh, I hate it. Yes, make it creamy. <laughs> it's all about the mouthfeel.